Welcome to the Champions Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about Champions Church, visit GodsChampions.com. One of the one of the blessings that God has in the last few several months and the last year is He's bringing relationships that are vital to the future of Champions Church. And it seems like with every new season, have you noticed with every new season God brings, there's new relationships, new alignments. And one of those alignments for Champions Church, I know with all of my heart, is Glenn and Artis Middleton. And there's such a confirmation. Um, he won't tell you a lot about this, and he might tell you some. I, but he was he's a powerful man of God. He's led 50 kings 50 kings to the Lord in northern Nigeria. He's been a man of God that he's been used. He's a quiet, gentle. Um, well, he seems that way until you get to know him. He's a powerhouse. Um, let me just say this. The demon world don't like him when he, when he shows up into a room. And he's been mentored by Lester Summerall. He was his bodyguard but then he was his, he was mentored by him and he and I have just had a bond in the spirit and in friendship that um, I cherish I cherish it just like I cherish it with Glenn Middle uh, Glenn see Middleton see uh, Glenn Middleton and Glenn Miller prophet Miller thank you for being here today and uh, so I want you to do something as he brings a word to Champions Church. You're one of the things that Glenn Middleton is here for is to come alongside Champions Church to help each one of us to flow in ministry with an edge of the supernatural. Like we haven't had before. And there's been great things that have happened here, but I say again, the best is yet to come and it is coming. And I want you to stand with me, and I want you to welcome Glenn Middleton as he comes to minister here today at Champion Street. Thank you. You may be seated. I told Nolan, a little, little embarrassing. A lot of my history is uh, almost seems almost accidental. Uh, it's accidental because God put me in the right place at the right time. But I'm here to say that you know, God's been putting you in the right place at the right time. But the difference is you don't pull the trigger. You got the anointing, you got the gifting, you got the power, you got to pull the trigger. So it's, it's a phrase that I'm kind of known for is if you've got the shot, take it. And I'm, I'm bad about that. I mean, uh, I, one thing about, I appreciate uh, Pastor uh, Nolan is he'll wait, yeah, he, we're deer hunters. And, uh, and he gets big ones. But I got this thing inside of me. I'm going to let a six-point go by 
hoping that another deer is coming, my mind is, I'll shoot this one and wait for the next one. Do you see the difference? That's why he gets the big ones. There's no doubt in my mind, he is the man. Uh, but there's something within me, and I think it's, it, it's, I think it's some of it's God, some of it's impatience, because my wife's right here, so I gotta kind of, I can't express lies to you, because she'll talk to me once I get it home. But, because the issue is, what I think I'm here for is to encourage you. And God is inviting you to become a tool in his hand. The problem is, many of us are expecting this tool to only work right here. This is a school. If you, maybe we ought to change church to school. As you've seen uh, the prophet Glenn when he was speaking, you're watching. He's, if you watch him real close... He's talking, he's drawing, he's listening. While he's talking here, he's listening to over here. And then he backs up and comes over here. He's hearing God. You can hear God, amen? So to me, this, this is about releasing you to be a person who make a difference. I cry out to God. I need to honor you. And in doing that, I must make a difference. Let me get a story. I, I came back from Africa uh, one time, and, and somehow I got this sickness. And he didn't know what the sickness was. And uh, artists went ahead and left. Uh, they said, well, you go ahead and go. And uh, I was there, and I, I learned a couple things. One, do not have a room near the nurse's station because nurses talk too loud. So I remember laying there thinking, oh, I'm going to be okay, and I'm, I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. And this one nurse says, well, it's a shame about Glenn. So I'm kind of laying there, and now I'm starting to feel a little worse already. And they said, well, we don't know what to do with him. He's, he's just slowly dying. And I'm thinking, this isn't really good news. And, you know, I'm a man of faith and power uh, and, until, <laughs> until all of a sudden I get words of confirmation the opposite direction. I'm going to die. And so... I just remember uh, getting, all, uh, getting all stirred up, and then the nurse said, well, we're going to try something different. We'll put some ice underneath your arm. And I said, now, is this usual? She said, yeah, we do it all the time. And I'm thinking, this lady's a liar on top of everything else. And then she, you know, they, they put it between my legs. It's not a good place to do. You can go home and try it on your own. So I got ice underneath my arms. I got ice between my legs and I said you sure this is normal oh yeah it's normal for bringing 105 temperature down and so uh, I continued on and, and it didn't look good and and then finally uh, the call went out to uh, that artists should come that's not a good thing and so uh, I, I told the Lord I said Lord if I'm gonna die Let me take one more. Let me take one more. And about that time, a lady walks in. She'd been waiting on me or serving me or pestering me, keeping me awake at night. And uh, she came up, and, and her name was Kathy. And I said, Kathy, I ain't got time. Uh, I wish I could tell you stories and get to know you a little bit more. But let me tell you what I do know. You're living with a, with a man. You're in sin, and you claim to be a Christian. Is this true? And she began to cry. She said, yeah, I, I haven't been a Christian for a long time. 
I said, well, number one, we ain't got time to mess around. We got to get you born again. Would, would, you, would you give your heart to Jesus right now? And she said, yes, I will. And so I just led her to Christ. And I'm making the story real short. Uh, and uh, it was awesome. And then I, I remember just kind of laying back in that bed and saying, okay, God, you, you gave me one, one more. And I heard the Lord say, no, I was just testing you. You got plenty more in you, amen? And I've been doing it ever since, amen? But when you know when you're at your end, you'll know what's in you. And I hope that somehow we can begin to be soul winners because Jesus was a soul winner, amen? Jesus, you know, we all know that uh, Jesus came to seek, right? I've heard people say, oh, I just want the Father's heart. My first question is, how many people have you led to the Lord? If you ain't let any, let me help you. Your fruit ain't, ain't backing up what you're saying. Now, I don't, you don't get mad at me yet. I'm not done yet. Because, see, 98% of Americans will not lead one person their whole life, and they think they're in the will of God. But my Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. Can you say, my Jesus? And so he wants you to be a part of reaching people. Now, uh, let me go back. There's a little theology I raised up when, that, you know, when you, when you buy a house, it's God that made provision for the house. Do you agree? Are we the same word of faith people? Okay, God. So God puts you in your neighborhood, and he puts you in that house. Amen? So he puts you in that neighborhood to reach that neighborhood. Thank you. We got Lee and Joanne. I paid him 20 bucks. Not, not really, but see, we, we want to come to church and say, and here's what I know everybody wants to hear. I know what you want to hear. I'm so sorry. You are doing such a fantastic job. God can't get over the, the, the wonderful creation he did in you. And, and, he, and that's what he thinks about you. That in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, it said, in the image of God, he created you. You're made in the image of God. You're, you're designed to carry the Spirit of God. And wherever you walk, the Spirit of God is. So what's the hold back here? America needs you. Even more important, God, listen, has designed you to reach his kids. How are you doing that? In, Genesis, excuse me, in Acts chapter 9, verse 15, says, But the Lord said unto him, Go, for he has chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Wow! I took that literally. In fact, I was reading through one time, and it said that, uh, that uh, we'll come before kings. And one time, I was asking a king for, uh, that I needed to use his... Uh, his, uh, he had a parade ground. I need, I'd like to do a, a crusade there. So I went before him, and they, they gave me a little pre-app. You know, don't touch him, don't get near him. Um, when you talk to him, put your head down, and when you're in front of him, you got to kneel. And I, I you know, uh, little incidentals, uh, I kind of forget sometimes. And once I got in that room and I come before him, only thing I heard the Lord say is, Give him my word, and you'll see him be born again. 
So then I moved a little closer. I heard guns engaged. I heard, the, heard it locked down a little bit. So I knew I didn't have much time, but I said, oh, oh King, I got a gift for you. I reached my pocket and I gave him a watch. And he actually ran out of the room. I said, I've, never, I've offended people in all kinds of ways, but not had given him a gift. And he came back in. He said, no white man has ever given me something without taking something. I said, oh, but I got a greater gift than that. He says, please give it to me. I said, his name is Jesus. And I said, this day, God's requiring you to do something. To be a king that's filled with the Holy Ghost. You must give your life to Jesus this day. He came down, took off his crown, knelt down. And here I find myself, the king's kneeling down. I'm not supposed to be in front. I'm just breaking every rule. I laid my hand on his head, and I said, in Jesus' name, repeat after me. We did it, everything backwards, amen. And then you know what he did? He said, I want you to sit on my chair. I said, holy kamunga, this is awesome. Hallelujah. And, and you know, I, I just see all that, but it, it's listening to God. Great things will happen with you. God will use you to touch people, to see people saved. There's only one thing that you can ever take to heaven, and that's a soul. Can't take your car. I'd like to put my Avalon in some kind of a casket. Have something to drive when I get to heaven. Glory to God. But it's true. So what are you taking to heaven? Who are you taking to heaven? If that was Jesus' life, and that's what he's made you to be, why aren't we doing it? And I want you to carry and grab a hold of the very, of the very heart of God. Can I just say this? That each one of you, if I could anoint you today to be people who uh, are encouraging people and releasing them to their potential. And you can't do that unless you present Jesus to him. I could tell you time and time again. But, it, but I have to change your mindset. See, the greatest battle you're not going to have is against demons and devils. I wish I could tell people, Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. We used to sing a song, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my We don't sing that anymore. Everybody's talking about the devil's after him. Well, what are you doing that the devil feels he's got to go after you? I, I tell people all the time, I think the devil's actually sitting back with a can of beer and a cigar and a lazy boy. We need people that will shake a room. We need people that will shake a neighborhood. We need people that will shake a city. We need people that will shake a state. We need people that will shake a nation. And the only way we're going to do that is to be men and women of God that will begin to see, let's just start where Jesus did, winning the lost, the woman at the well. You've got all the, all the fingerprints of Jesus. And yet we, we miss it because, oh, you're afraid. They, the real fear is that you might get rejected. Has anybody here ever got rejected? Just raise your hand. I get rejected every time I go to a Winn-Dixie. Somebody's going to mess with you. you go, and then you go with the rich people's shop, which is uh, with Publix. Amen? It's got fresher fruit, better products. It's where the rich people go. Look at the cars in the parking lot. Amen? 
Someone's going to reach. I just put my number in there the other day, and it, Mom, incorrect. I, what do you mean? She said, are you a member? Well, I don't think so. Well, why are you putting in your number? Because it said put in your number. I listen to women all the time. This little voice that came my breath said, put in your number, please. So I get a GPS. It's a woman. Tells me where to go. Got a wife. Tells me where to go. Drives everywhere. It's, it's a type of rejection, you know, if you, you know, you look at it. There's someone behind you. Yeah, I've seen him in three mirrors. Well, do something. See, I can, you can take it all in. But you know what God wants you to do? Can you just forget about yourself for just a, just a few minutes out of every day and talk about him and change your mindset? See, there's a spiritual thing and then there's a physical thing. And what I was trying to say a while ago, when you're talking about demons and devils, it's awesome, they're defeated. You know, most of the time you're able to just push them away. No big, big bubbles, no troubles. But then the real meat and potatoes is, what is your five senses telling you? I've had to disconnect my five senses. You can, you can talk to Glenn over here. He's had to disconnect his five senses. I've had to, I've had to learn how not to listen to my brain. You can ask my wife. <laughs> had to disconnect. What my body's saying. I've got to disconnect. It doesn't make sense, but the things of the Spirit is. To worship the Lord, it says you must worship Him in spirit and in truth. When you deactivate your soul, you will activate your spirit to full function, fully operational battleship. What you need to do is look at yourself differently. I am a man of war. There ain't a passive bone in my body. I'm ready at all times to present the gospel. You sit next to a plane. Our brother talks about he's going to drive instead of a plane. And you sit, when you pay $1,000 to settle on a plane, I figure I got to give somebody 1000 bucks worth. Or if there's one on each side, 500 500 It's a different way of thinking. Because, see, God had me there, and he made sure these other two were there. Is that how you think? See, I'm trying to tell you we got a God of universe that's trying to reach people. Through you. Because you're awesome. Because he made you. This brother right here, he's got an awesome smile, you know. He told me I was amazing. I don't even know the guy. I said, man, the only thing I'd say, you're amazing, but I love your smile. Begin to be a person that releases people by looking uh, for the good in them and then presenting the best thing there can be is the God that's in you, connecting in the God that wants to be in them. Turn in your Bibles if you would. I was going to talk about converted. Man, I wish I, wish I had a doubleheader today. My brother said, you want to. He spoke for three hours. Maybe it was four. I said, well, they do that for prophets. But in Acts chapter 10, I won't be able to do this any uh, great magnitude, if you will, to really lay this out. 
But here you see in Acts a powerful thing, and I want to touch this real quick because I want to talk about you. Amen? You know you like to talk about you. I heard a country western song, and I, I don't hear it very often. But I just happened to hear it because my son sang it. On Singspiration at church in front of everybody. Anyway, he sang this, and it says, I won't, sing about, I won't talk about me, won't talk about my, talk about number one. Boy, I said, that's true. That's what people really do. But here in, in Acts chapter uh, 10, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now there was a certain man in Caesarea named Cornelius, and that's not the one from Hello, Dolly, uh, a centurion of what was called the Italian court. That means he was a man that was over 300 to 800 men, a devout man, one who feared God, all his household, gave money to the poor uh, for the Jewish people, and prayed to God continually. You know what? That should be enough to be a Christian, but he wasn't. But I want you to see that there was something there, that when he was put into action, said that he seen clearly a vision in, in verse 3. And then verse 4, and fixing his gaze upon him, being much alarmed, said, what is the Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and alms have been ascended as a memorial before God. He said this, and now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon. I have Glenn here. My Bible, I can put whatever I want in there. Because there's something about that God, I believe right now, God has dispatched people to contact you. They're probably next door to you. They may even be the ones that you don't like. But they're near you. They're, they're, your, your, they're your friends, your relatives, your associates, your neighbors. Because that word uh, that it talks about a little later on is he tells, go and to get your family. The word is oikios. And what it means, it's a fancy word. I didn't know it until I looked it up. See, oikos, which we call family, it's bigger and broader than that. They had servants in the house. You go to Nigeria. I've been there many times. I think around 40. And in there you have servants, and they were considered part of the family. And you had guards. They were considered part of the family. And you kind of took care of them. And then you had your relatives. You had your neighbors. You had a, an extension. And they, they were all called family. And these were the people that Cornelius actually brought with him into the kingdom of heaven. But he respected God. Listen, but he was right for the gospel message. I'm telling you, we got Roe versus Wade. Hallelujah. Monumental. Wow. People are ready to hear the gospel. Wow. God's on the move. Everybody can see God's on the move. <laughs> Amen. What a better time. For you to share about the Jesus that's in you. Instead of trying to give them 3,000 scriptures, can I, can I'm just, you know, this always works for me. Can I just tell you what's going on with me? I do it on an airplane. They ain't going nowhere. They're all belted in, amen? Just lean over. I've done it in every country. England, they're probably the most stiffest people. Uh, this lady come on, and I, I started to talk with her, and, and I said, how am I going to break? I started talking. It was like talking to a wall. And finally, I did this. Howdy. And she finally looked up and took her glasses off slowly. And I said, I'm not from around here. 
You know, if you just look like Gomer Pyle or somebody like that, they'll just think you're a little mentally challenged, and they'll, they'll be smiling, be, be gracious to you, you know. And I began to talk about uh, this God that's in me, you see. Well, to make a long story short, the, 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 the man came on and said, we got about five minutes till touchdown. Glory to God. Five minutes. Took that long to get that lady's attention. The whole flight was about a half hour. Anyway, in five minutes, I led that precious woman to the Lord. She thanked me so much. But see, it's my desire to please God. How many of you would like to please God? Okay, about, about half of you. Let's try one more. How many of you like to please God? How many of you like to do something you don't like to do, but you know you ought to? Amen? I go to the dentist now and then. It's not like I say, wow, I get to go to the dentist. He's going to stick me with something. They're going to grind my teeth. It's not pleasant. I hope we don't have a dentist in here. I tell my dentist all the time, I said, I like you, but, but I don't like to be around you. God takes people to the end of themselves. Then they're ready to give their lives to the Lord. There's people ready in divorces and separations. Their children have gone bad. Whatever you can think of, that's, that's the powers of darkness working in their life. And God says, I can use that for my glory. And then he has you right there. You got all kinds of opportunities. You got all kinds. People say, well, you don't know. It don't work in Florida. I had someone say that to me. I had a repairman come to my house. I was on him. I felt like a coon dog at the bottom of a tree, just bellowing, because I know he was about to go up. Mm -mm, especially when I got to his mama. I says, is your mama a Christian? And he says, yeah, my, my mama, she's a good, godly woman. Oh, she's a godly woman. That means she's real Christian. Yeah, she's, she's, it'd be her great desire. Oh, I use that. That's just like bobbing a lure across the water. For long, I just cut it real short. For long, I said, you know what? More important than your mama, one day you're going to stand before God because one thing that's guaranteed, you did get born, but you will die. And he says, I know, I know, I know. Well, let's just take care of it right now. I led him, I led him to Christ. It was an awesome time. He still gave me a bill, by the way. But, and then he said, because uh, I told him about the Champions Church. He said, you ought to come here. He said, well, my mama's a Baptist. I said, well, bring your mama. See, you got to have some answers already. He said, well, maybe we could do that. He said, but my mama had been going to this for 30 years. I said, well, go to your mama's church. And you know what? He went to his mama's church. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I'm going to see that boy in heaven. Yeah. How many are you going to see in heaven? I'm just trying to bring this down to home. How many of you going to see? How many uh, folks that God has, God Almighty, said, oh, here they come. Here they, oh. Here comes that good-looking guy with that smile. I'm going to place a bunch of people in front of him. And you know what happens then? That, this old boy comes on and says, you're amazing. With that smile, you could get away with almost murder. Really. He's an awesome guy. Just, there's goodness in him. People will, other people sense that. He could get by and start talking and just tell what's exciting in his life, give him an opportunity. What's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing is they'll still be lost. 
Now, what's the best thing that could happen? They'll get found. Amen? I, I know there's better topics that we could talk about. That, then there's a, that's just kind of, kind of a roundabout. But then we have in verse 24 of this, of this same wonderful chapter, you have to read the whole thing today after you watch gun smoke and whatnot, but here it says in verse 24, it says, on the following day entered Caesarea, now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he called together. Can you say called together? I love this. His relatives, his close friends, his servants, he called these people all together. What would it be like? I'm, I'm sure I know Nolan well, well enough. Say, you know, I got this guy coming over. Don't, 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 don't use this title. Say, I got this guy. His name is Nolan. His wife's name is Kathy. They're going to come over. And we're just going to have a barbecue. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit. But let's just get together and have a party. Have you ever thought about that? Have him over. Bring the big gun in. You can lock that. Bam! Round them up, boys. What, but see, if you never dream, what would that do to heaven? It keeps the angels employed. The Bible says that the angels sing in heaven, right? Luke chapter 15, verse 7, verse 10. It says in heaven, they celebrate when you lead someone to Jesus. Right now, they're almost unemployed just about, probably. Now listen very carefully, because to me, this is so awesome. He gathered together, and when it came about, Peter entered. Cornelius met him and fell on his feet and began to worship. No, 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 I'm not the one. And he talked with him, and he entered, found many people assembled for the purpose of hearing the good news. It's right in there. It's talking to people. You know, you're, you have the ability right now, you won't believe this. Many of you know how to cast out devils, right? It's, it's, it's just really easy. The work's been done in most cases. Now, but it's, it's just like that in talking to people. You're excited. Tell them what happened to you. I've got people that travel all over just to be delivered. We have demonized people in our city that come to the house. I think I mentioned that last time I was here. They, they come. And what I remember is my wife. She's raised Mennonite, and she gets married. You know, Mennonites are really uh, very wonderful, peaceful. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some nice things. Anyway, and then... <clears throat> Then she gets married to me. Well, I'm on the edge. We're reading people to Christ. We're, I've been known to tackle people just to give them a, a track, talk to them about Jesus. And I made a lot of mistakes. There's no doubt. I've jerked people out of cars through windows. Not all of those were successful soul-winning events. But the, the issue is, it's the heart about the matter. So I can tell you what doesn't work. I can tell you what do, does work. What does work is you being passionately in love with Jesus and sharing what God did for you. That's the greatest thing you can ever do. And that's what went on here. He was in a relationship. Well, to make a long story short, the Holy Spirit fell in this room. And what was this room full? These were all the people he was around, his friends. How many of you have a friend? Okay, about seven of you. Okay, you might want to work on that. Giveaway money is number one, food, whatever you want to do. 
How many of you have a relative? How many of you have a mother? Okay, half of you. We're doing a little better. You see the problem we're having in the church? Yeah, let me help you out. You all have a mother, in case you didn't know that. That's the person you call Mother's Day. Now, and then you got uh, brothers and sisters, so you got a relative, associates, people you work with. I'm not gonna, if you haven't got a mother, I'm not gonna ask if you work with somebody. And then you have a neighbor. See, I keep running over this because if we wanna see a change in America, we need you to change. I heard people say, we need to make a way for Glenn to be all over. No, the issue is, well, I wanna equip you and get you so excited that you begin to just share this awesome God that's done miracles. I watch you worship. I watch you worship. Man, if you could just take that energy. Some of, some of you people, you don't stop for the whole service. And I'm thinking, man, you've lost five pounds being at church. It's awesome. But if we could just get you to save about a pound and a half for out there to talk about Jesus. People long to talk about Jesus. I could tell you story after story about people who want what you already have. They want what you already got. But we got to get you over fear. Now, here's the, another problem. The only people you got in your life is Christians. Get over yourself. I remember one time my dad was walking along and there's this guy holding the girl's hand and my dad said, you know what, if you let her go, I'll help you catch her. And I thought about that and I said, boy, first I thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But then I thought, we're a lot that way. We try to hold on to what we already have instead of reaching out to what we don't have. To have a hundred friends, a thousand friends. I could tell you some, let me tell you one story. Is that okay? I got a friend, he wasn't a friend. I was, I got tired of being in the office, the honest truth. The artist knows I do well behind the desk for a short bit of time. And then, so I just, I just went out and I had my, you know, blue jeans and, and whatnot on just because I was in my, uh, I was incognito, I wasn't in a suit. And just kind of walking around and I seen this guy and I've seen him a couple times and his name was Ron, good old Ron. And uh, Ron came up and he had this stinking dog. It, 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 was, just, it was a smelly dog. Had, it was matted. He was a poor guy, you know. He wasn't homeless. And I've seen him around. Anyway, and, and nothing wrong with homeless people either. But uh, I remember talking with him, and I said, how you doing today, Ron? And he said, I'm doing good. And uh, he, he, it, was, it was a weird time. He said, you want to pet my dog? I looked down, and my first thought was no. Because when I pet this that dog, it's going to smell. It smells right now. When I rub it, my hands are going to smell. Have you ever smelled wet dog or dirty dog? Okay. And I, I said, oh. Yeah, y'all run out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pet your dog. I, I think I went just like that. Not a passionate, you know. <clears throat> and uh, he said, you are my friend, aren't you? I said, yeah, I really want to be, uh, Ron. And he said, uh, and he took a drink of his Verner's. Y'all have Verner's around here? And uh, 
I once, uh, he took a slug and it had some backwash. Is that what you call it? We just call it backwash. And then I could see, it's like one of those Christmas things kind of floating down the glass. And then he smiled and I seen he had some, he had some corn, mashed potatoes. It looked like chicken. It, it could have been, you know, something else, fish. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And then he took another drink, quick drink, and I watched it again. And then he said, yeah, you got it. Do you want a drink? In my lost times, I drank everything. And here I'm found, and I'm watching these floaties. And I thought, actually, it's called a meal in a bottle. Is what I actually, I worked it through in my mind. So I took a slug of this thing and put her down. And whoo, he said, you really are my friend. He says, I want to show you something. So he's really excited. He's talking to me. He's worked on this for months. We go back to his house, and I walk up this house, and I just drank, you know, a vitamin drink. I petted the smelly dog. And it, it was right, it was sticking to my hands. I didn't want to wipe my clothes because it stayed on my clothes. He walks me into, I go up to this house, and it's in July in, in Michigan. It's still plastic on the windows. And I'm thinking, this is a single guy with a stinky dog, and all the windows are closed. So I walk in his house, oh my gosh, I was not disappointed. And then, <clears throat> so, I go in, he said, you see it? I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was actually overcome by the, the heat and the smell of some, you know, not taking a shower enough. Yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> and, and he said, do you see it? No. He said, he took me into the living room, and there was papers on there, and I said, I, I, I didn't want to be rude. Uh, so I said, I'm not quite sure what you want me to see. He said, well, maybe I'll take you in the kitchen. And I walked in the kitchen, and there was piles of dog... Uh, um, think of another word for poop uh, anyway and uh, so there's piles of it and you can see where the dog had lifted his leg and there's a little slant to the kitchen and so it it streamed toward the back screen door and it must have worked a, a little hole down there anyway he said you see it now and I'm thinking oh, I didn't know what to say uh, and I said I'm not sure I see this so he took it back in the living room he says I trained my dog not to go in here but to go in here. And I'm thinking, wow, I never would have thought of that, Ron. And I said, but there's one thing I'm sure of, Ron. You need a friend. He said, I really do. I says, I can give you a friend that's closer than a brother. He said, really? He said, closer than you are? Absolutely. I said, and you know what? He will actually be with you always. I'm about ready to go. He didn't know how ready I was to go. And he says, I want that friend. I said, his name is Jesus. And he'll forgive you of all your sins. Would you like him, Ron, to come in your life? Would you give your life to him? He says, I need that. So we knelt down in the living room. And Ron gave his heart to Jesus, and he began coming to church. And he was truly born again. And he had life. And he began to bring other people. And uh, it was exciting. 
to see this guy, he found a friend. I connected somehow with a person in a different life, in a different world. But whatever world I've gone to, there's a great need for Jesus. And you carry him with you. And maybe you'll never meet a Ron. But you'll meet people. You've got family. You've got neighbors. They need Jesus. Would you do this? I mean, we talk about growth. You know what the best growth is? New baby growth. And if everybody here would bring one person, just one, one, can you say one? If, if I throw this challenge out to you, I do it all the time, because I'm waiting one of these times I'm going to go to a church where everybody brings one, and you'll see a revival. You'll see people get saved. Around salvations is where you'll see healings. You'll see deliverances. You'll see the kingdom of heaven and the joy of God fall. Would you like to see that? Could, could we do that? Could we bring one, 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 one. You can use money. You ever thought of that? See, I'm, I'm going beyond you. I, I don't mean to offend you, but I've actually done, I had a bad week. I wanted to bring somebody, and I, I'd have invited and invited. And so I told this guy, well, my, my, my granddaughter called up, and she led three Muslims to Christ at school. Then she said, because we kind of had this racing thing, I'm, I'm a little competitive. And she says, Grandpa, I've, I think I got you beat this week. So well, the week's not over. And because she did it on a Monday, and so I had till the following Monday. <clears throat> anyway, so I finally asked this guy, I said, if I pay you 20 bucks, would you come to church? Amen? Is that okay? He said, man, you got a long song service. Forget about the song service. Would you come with the preaching of the word? Yeah, you have to get all excited. Yeah, I, I can do that. When is it over? I said, it's roughly going to, you know, whatever time it was. And um, he said, he'll come. He said, can I have the money? I said, no, I don't do that, play that game. So I'm, I'm getting ready to preach. He's not there yet. I get up to the pulpit. He walks in the back door of the church. And he sets down. Man, I poured the coals out. Uh, and somebody said, well, you look like you were aiming it. I was, the back seat over there. And we, I gave an altar call. This guy gets up, comes down, wonderfully gets saved. He wonderfully gets saved. Well, I come back, I'm rejoicing that he gave his heart to Jesus. And he said, where's my 20 bucks? Amen. 
I'll pay 20 bucks. How about you? Would you pay 20 bucks? You see, that's the, I want you to think outside of every box you can. We got to get your voice out there. We got to get your personality. Say, I look at you. I'm getting to know you. You're great people. You got all this energy. You got all this uh, spirit of God, and you love God, and you love God. We got to break it out. It's religiousness if it just stays here. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not the heart of the Father. So then we should break it out. You can do all kinds of things. I've tried all kinds. But you can do it. Amen? Because there's great potential. Because the, the living God is in you. See, do you believe that? Greater is he? How many of you know that? Great, you, you know, half of you. Okay, I'm going to give you a brand new scripture then. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So can you say, I got it? Can you say, I carry it? Mm, I'm open carrying now. It's legal in all 50 states to open carry. Open carry. When I go into Walmart, I can run right through because I'm open carrying. I'm watching it. I'm not soliciting. I'm giving away the greatest gift a person can, and his name is Jesus. And in me is the power of God to lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils, to preach the gospel. That's the whole thing. Will you preach the gospel? Will you give your life afresh and anew to be crazy for him? Yes, I am absolutely 100% crazy. I go to the saving place and save people. Hallelujah. What's it called? Great what? Value. Amen. When you become a soul winner, you can... You ought to get that t-shirt. Great value. Because now you're of great value to the kingdom of heaven. That's your design. Jesus actually is showing the great design to go and tell. Even us older people, we forget. I don't keep track of all the ones that have led to Christ. Because that was yesterday. I enjoy it. But I'm always looking for the next one. And if you get your name out there, people will come to your house. Listen, I've been in the town for 37, 38, 39, 39 years. And people come. I've had people come to the door. Are, are, is this the place? It is, is this the place? See, I want them to come to your door, though. I can't be where you live, but look at you. Come on. Most Christians need to walk around like a peacock. You're awesome because you're made in the image of who? And in you. I was watching one of these Avenger shows, and the guy turned his hand and... Hello? 
Hello? Except we do it without Hollywood. I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. Once I went to a place, this is the honest truth, and there's a lady there, she was in a coma. And I was thinking, why do these people want me here? They said, do something. What do you do? So I said, God, give me a window. I yelled it. Everybody heard it. And she goes, boop. Her eyes opened right up. I said, we don't have time. You're about to either go to heaven or go to hell. Would you like to receive Jesus now? She said, yes. Led her to the sinner's prayer. She died. The rest of the family, there's five kids. <laughs> and when I turned around, we're going to take the whole household. I went child by in-law, child by in-law, child by in-law, child by in-law, child by in-law. For long, ten people had given their heart to Christ. Plus the one in the bed. I walk away. I felt like Rambo. Come on. Or sometimes I used to have this tape, the eye of the tiger. When I'd get down and that baby sucked that thing in and the eye of the tiger we playing. Come on. Rocky has just been on the scene. Amen. That's you. All these shows are about you. They're about you. the God that's in you. The power that's already there. The power of the universe. I've seen it with my eyes. I've seen so many miracles. But the miracles of yesterday, that was yesterday. How about today? Somebody repairs the furnace. They don't know. Once I called about an insurance. Progressive. Remember that? I just couldn't believe it. I said, ma'am, I like your voice. She said, well, sugar bye. I like your vibes too. I just knew we had a connection going here now. Amen. How many progressive people on the phone call, call you sugar baby? Now, so I said, well, girl, you know, you know, I'm just listening to you. I said, you, you know you need to get right with God. You know, I've been working at that. Let's just get it done right now. I said, by the way, do I get a soul winner's discount? She said, absolutely not, but we can still pray. So anyway, you got to look at all those angles here now. I led that lady to Christ. I'll never see her. One day, I'm going to be in heaven, and she's going to tap me on the back. I'm going to turn around. She says, I'm the progressive lady. How about you? How about you? How about you? I can see it on you. I love you. I don't know you that well. You know, if I had a, a laugh like Lee's, I'd walk through Marmar just laughing just to make a scene. And just look what bites, look what bites, look what bites. Or you could drive with Joanne. That'll bring him right to Jesus. You don't like how she drives? Stay off the sidewalk. But I've been in the back of that car and says, oh, my Lord Jesus. And now maybe say a Hail Mary just in case we got the bases unloaded. Amen? But see, use what you got. Use what you got. Amen? Is that Okay. Jesus came to seek and to save. That was his lost. 
Our job is to seek and to save that which is lost. I love you guys. I want to see you successful. Now listen, I'm going to say this, I'm going to close. This, that's the good news. You can, be, you can be a child of God and not communicate with him. I know for a fact you can have children and not hard talk to them. Not hear their voice. As you'd like to. And I believe one time I was talking to God. I said, oh, God. He said, that's my heart, Glenn. I'm giving you my heart for people. That there's many people that one day said a prayer, but they've never communicated with me since. Would you go after my lost kids? Would you go after my kids that hasn't talked to me 20, 30, and 40 years? I said, I would. I have been. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. And I'm asking you, would you come join me? Would you come join me? In doing, I, I could say it's what you're supposed to do. I don't know how you can be a Christian, seriously. I'm, I'm going to tell you my heart and not be a soul winner. But sometimes we can get so busy and we can forget about people that God's placed around you and he's designed you look at your smile on this young girl oh my goodness some of you got some awesome smiles your teeth are all showing glory to God I could use teeth like that wow you're already gifted So I'm going to do something. I'm going to make you a commitment. I won't be here next week. You will. Amen? Could you, could you bring one? One? If you come to church, I'll cook you a meal. If you're a bad cook, don't do that. I'll buy you a meal. Amen? If you're a bad driver, say you can come on your own. They'll go, oh, thank God. Just trying to help you out with this food feud. But this is God's heart today. Will you go get his kids? He says, I know the plans that I have for them. Every person born, he's got plans for. He says, I wish that all would be, oh, this, this must be a brand new scripture for you. I wish that all be saved, that not one would be. Would you, would you partner with God this week? Would you do that? You say, I'm going to bring one. I could have asked for ten. Just one. 
If you'll make that commitment, and it's going to be up to you, I want you to have you come. I'm going to pray for you. If that's you, you say, you know what, I'll make a commitment to bring just one, just one. Could be one family, whatever. Just come. I'm going to bring one. And we'll make a difference. If we could do that, continually, just come. If that's you, I'll bring one. I'll bring one. I'll bring one. I'll bring one. I'll go get one of God's kids. I'll go get one of God's kids. I'll go share the gospel. I'll bring my neighbor. I'll bribe my neighbor. I'll bribe my relatives. I'll twist my son's arm. I'll twist my daughter's arm. I'll bring my in-laws. I'll bring my outlaws. Because I, I want to see them in heaven. I want to see a difference in people's lives. See, if we say all kinds of things, this is the gospel. I, was, I had something else. I was going to talk about potential because I know you'd like that. I like when people like my sermon. <laughs> and this one, this one ain't a like you sermon. It's I heard the truth and I, I, I need to do it. But can I tell you this? You'll never regret it. Our church is full of people that actually a lot of them I led to Christ in the street. In the street. In the Walmarts, hardware store. Wow. One lady was a pole dancer. I, I didn't meet her there, but I had a chance to, to meet this person. Can, can I come straight from work? I didn't think. Artist remembers this. And she came straight from work. It, it, it upset the church. She wasn't dressed like church work. But she gave her heart to Jesus. Today, she's a grandma. Her kids are there. Her grandkids are there. Come on. You're going to affect generations. And you won't see the end of it. You, here, you won't see the end of it. Father, in the name of Jesus, my cry is to once again put reaching out for lost people, the lost sons, the lost daughters, the lost grandpas and grandmas, that they would come here, right here, to the champion church and get born again. And then we could disciple them and go out to more, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you put a fresh anointing on all these people. You're the, you're the gifter of a gift. You're the one that brings anointings and fresh anointings. And for some of you, this is not the first time. But you say, God, I'm going to say, God, let it be so. Let them just not go hunting, but let them be a victor in Christ. Let them come against the powers of darkness in people's lives and Command in Jesus' name. They let him go. Let him go. 
As Moses said this, he said, let my people go. God, we cry that out today, right now in the name of Jesus. Let the people go that these people are hooked with. Right now, in Jesus' name. Let their minds begin to say, this is how I'm going to move. Let them become warriors and swing the sword of the Spirit and see victory right now. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We want to win the lost, no matter what the cost. We want to disciple the found. And we want to send the arrows to make a difference in this lost world. But this is our day. This is the day of Jesus. This is the day I believe God wants to do great things in America. We've heard about great things right here in Florida. Right here, the last time I was here was a guy talking, and he said, right in this area, we can make a difference. If God is brooding, oh, that gives you multiplied access and success. And we just thank you for that right now. Let it be so. I don't have to pray if it's your will, God. I already know that it is. We just thank you for what you're going to do with each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we all stand together? And uh, it's been a great day. It's been a great morning. You know, the day's not over. I know I'm speaking the obvious. There's time to touch another life today. Wherever you go to eat, touch another life. Share the love of Jesus. Release it. You might just start with an encouragement to who's serving you at the dinner table. And leads into, had this encounter with the lady, this, this young lady, just last week. And the lady that was with me flows in the prophetic just began prophesying over to this. She goes, you got a minute? She goes, sure. She says, let me just tell you what I see. And then just read her book. What God's saying to her. She says, love the Lord, but away from the Lord. Not serving God, but has a passion and a dream. And she began to prophesy. And the Lord gave me something for her as well. And then right there at the table, our server just crying and just coming she just says thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much just take a moment let's get our eyes off ourselves. let's put it on the world around us just share the love that you have inside and God will do the rest amen thanks for listening to Champions Church Sermon of the Week be sure to subscribe for more content each week. If you'd like to learn how you can partner with us, visit GodsChampions.com.